And it is time for another deboned segment, is it not, Raph? Before is. we introduce special guests who a are sitting waiting. <laughs> yeah, so Erin, um, the editor of Bones, who is also the music director for Radio 1, is currently away up in Auckland. She is doing special radio things, <laughs> special secret student radio things um, with the station manager, Sean. So that means that Bones hasn't actually been printed this Wednesday. I believe it is going to be printed tomorrow, on mm. Thursday, and I think then it's going to be distributed. I think it's going to be distributed tomorrow. Don't hold me to that. <laughs> but I believe, I have good word that it will be. Uh, so everyone in the studio today has a PDF copy of Bones. It's not as authentic as we would hope, uh, but we do have the Bones content and we're going to discuss um, the Bones spectrum today. We have a very special guest, White Rider. Thanks for joining us. Hello. Hi. How's it going? Oh my gosh. Is your microphone on? It doesn't really sound like it is. Is it on? Hello? Oh no. What's going on? You might have to share one with Raph yeah, for I'll a bring, wee I'll while. Bring, I'll bring scooch mine. over. Scooch over. I'm too much of a special guest. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so special that we don't want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> um, so Bones Magazine is the magazine that runs out of Radio 1, if you're not aware. It's like critic but better but I didn't say that because I'm not allowed to <laughs> um, it, it comes out fortnightly and it's a kind of mixed match of all these different contributors who have all these different things to say um, and you in particular Wyatt had something quite different to contribute to Bones magazine uh, for this fortnightly issue I did you talked about dogs I did. I really like dogs. Same. Um, We're bonding. Yeah. Dogs are a very important part of my life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You got a dog? I do have a dog. Tell me about your dog. My dog is a very, very fluffy boy. He yes. is a, uh, he, is, <laughs> he is half husky, half border collie. Oh. Um, and he is very, very large and um, very rough and excited <laughs> and far too playful for his size. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> that's true. I can attest to that. And you've basically talked about how um, when you were younger, when you were asked what your favourite animal was, you were just trying to be an annoying little kid. That was me. I was, I was a complete smartass. Um, and now I realise I was a fool. <laughs> dogs are... They're, like... I know, I know you're, you know, technically you're not meant to be like, well, objectively dogs are, are like the best animal, but they are. But they are. I'm yeah. making that statement. Objectively, yeah, they are. Exactly. They are man's best friend. The argument was, this, the argument was settled years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so you have come to realise this in recent times. Um, and not recent. Not recent. Not recent. Sorry. Oh my gosh. Tell me the timeline. Please tell me the correct timeline. So you used to say that meerkats or maybe timber wolves or eagles were your favourite animal. Any niche no. animal. Any niche Just animal. Just to be I annoying. Was, I was going for the um, the early hipster kind of vibe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're on that train well before the rest of us. Yeah, well done. <laughs> you know, you, you probably didn't wouldn't have heard about it back then, but I was on that train. Yeah. Oh yeah, fantastic. In cryptozoology. Oh, the chupacabra is my favourite animal. Yeah. <laughs> I actually studied zoology for um, one whole year, Ref, so I think I would know what I'm... Animal Bio 112. Many trips to Marples, Wave, I remember. Many trips to Marples. Well, I'm also a bit of an expert. You I are. did uh, one small semester of puppy school with my dog. What? what? Yeah. Tell it's, us about puppy school. Well, How do I sign up? Basically, you just uh, you bring your puppy in every yep. every once a week. Yep. I don't remember which day, but it was an inconvenient day. <laughs> and they just let... 
all the dogs go three in a in a pet store basically one of the pet that stores slash, dangerous. slash vet things <laughs> yeah I'm not really sure not not too much of an expert whereabouts was this this was uh, back home in Omaru Omaru nice yep nice um and they just let all the dogs go uh, and mess around everywhere while you you collaboratively train them all. <laughs> and <laughs> Sounds like all a nightmare. Sit, all they, um, and they don't care where they go to toilet or anything. No. Um, I remember my my dog. He ran away and um, he he went and um, excreted right on the doormat. Oh, good. Um, it's a welcome. And at the end of it, I got a certificate and everything, and they gave me they gave me some puppy training books and the, like this little um, workbook diary for. Oh yeah. How track old. the progress. Yes. Yeah. Tra- your child to exactly. track your child's it's a child report. Book. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds amazing. I'm taking you to puppy school, Raph. You don't need. It. <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. And so you've basically just talked about how much you love dogs and then how you got <laughs> as you quote unquote um the highly competitive sport of dog spotting. Explain. Okay. Um so dog spotting um I think it's got almost half a million members now. Back when I joined it was about 60,000. Um oh, wow. and it was started by I'm pretty sure a guy in New Zealand. Yeah. Oh wow. Um and Rip it. Basically, <laughs> it's a really weird game slash sport where you take photos of dogs um, that you, you, you don't know. So when you're just out and about, you, you sneakily take photos of dogs, mm. hoping not to be seen by strangers. Yeah. Um, and then you post them to the group and um, other people score you um, on the value of this dog. <laughs> And you keep a score chart, and it's it's semi-competitive, semi-not um, serious at all, but it's it's a weird mixture depending on which side you go to. Look at these beauty standards for dogs. Oh, no. <laughs> so terrific. You're saying it's not competitive. Why? I'm afraid that sounds like you lost dog spotting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What is your score? <laughs> well, last time I checked, because I, I was going through old files on my phone, and I found my old dog spotting, dog spotting score, mm. and I was on 103 points. Is that so, a lot? I don't know. Well, a dog is worth one. Um, that's a few dogs. So, um, that's, and that's a handful. <laughs> depending on, depending on how, how special the dog is, they're yeah. worth more than that. But I, I spotted a lot of dogs in my day. What is a special dog? What constitutes a special dog? Okay, so... Um, there's there's things such as dog modifiers. So um, oh, please. if if there's two dogs connected to one object like a pole, it's that's two dogs times yep. two, so that would be four. That's if it's three dogs, it's three times three, so that'd be nine. Um, oh, I like that. If, that's cool. if there was a dog that was hol- walking out on its own, holding its own leash, yes. that's um that's a Ronin dog because it's got no master. Um, if there's if there's a three legged dog. That's a um. I love a good three-legged a dog. dog. <laughs> there's a special term for it. I can't quite remember. But if there's one with a wheelchair, that's a Terminator dog. That's like so that. amazing. Like that, oh, it's it kind of it celebrates the disabilities of the dog, yeah, which is, is really quite cute. <laughs> and so you get extra points if you I've get got extra points. A wheelchair if they're like yes. a like a tripod dog. Like, like, one of the cones. I think tripod oh, was yes. the term for a three-legged dog. Yes. But that's because I'm beating your score. On dog oh. spotting. <laughs> I'm on eight thousand and five. <laughs>
<laughs> you can't beat me. I saw a hundred dogs at once, and I just, it just kept going up. Just, yeah. You know that one person that walks around Dunedin with like seven yes. huskies attached to her waist? Well, that has happened on dog spotting. Yeah. And I remember one post was worth about 144 points. No. And people Whoa. complained about the scoring system after that because it was someone with just handfuls of leads walking dogs. Yeah. And oh. it was a bit of an issue. <laughs> We didn't even, you weren't even able to measure the quality of the dog. It was just lots of dogs. Yeah, there. exactly. Yeah, just... It was just like a ball of multicolored fur. Quantity over quality yeah. has never, never, never <laughs> been the way to go. No. Um, but you have kind of grown out of that part of your life. Um, and you've just moved on to the relatively tame cool dog group, which I'm also a part of. I can. Are you part of the cult, ref? I actually am part of the Cool Dog Group, thank you very much. I actually think you added me to Cool Dog Group last year. I've added everyone to Cool Dog Group. I think everyone should be part of Cool Dog Group. If you're not part of Cool Dog Group on Facebook, uh, first of all, where have you been? Second, are you heartless? Um, third, you should also join dog spotting while you're at it because I think like dog spotting and Dunedin News are on about the same level of how integral to the culture of this country <laughs> Facebook pages can be. Um, but you're happy with Cool Dog Group. That's okay. You're good, a, you're good with that now. I'm a big Cool Dog Group fan. Good. And you say like every kind of fourth post is a dog photo and I relate to that because also once you join multiple Cool Dog Groups which have varying names it's like you know, every third post is not a dog post. And I like that. That's a new world that I'm moving into. As my, to quote my dad from before, technology's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. My dad emailed in a song request earlier in the show, which was... From 30,000 feet. Was humbling, from a plane. So it's quite, probably quite illegal, but whatever. Dad, he's a diehard fan but and he's probably listening. But was a good song? The Exponents? Are you a fan of The Exponents? I can't say I am. Okay, well... <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're right. Yeah. I mean, no, not if, that if famous. You can email for thirty thousand feet. I don't see why Phil Twyford had to give up the civil aviation <laughs> ministry. I really don't. Um, so yeah, that's that was really fun to see that article in Bones from this week because Bones can get quite heavy at yeah. times. Bones, Bones is a bit a bit emotional and a bit depressing at times. It can be, yeah. And I was unsure what to write this time, mm -hmm. and I was just um. I was just walking to New World, um, and I saw a man walking his fluffy Samoyed down the oh, street, yes. and it smiled at me, and it just melted my heart. And I'm you like, knew. dogs. That's the one. My passion. <laughs> <laughs> that is what I'm gracing bones with this week. That was, and it was a great idea it as was well. A great, it was just a really it sweet it's a, thing. It's a great article. I didn't mention, but you are relatively new in terms of contributors to Bones. I am. I'm one of the the newbies, really. Yeah, a little bit. Not super fresh because you've done a few issues. I think this is two months. Two months. Yeah. So is that three issues? This is my fourth. Fourth issue. Fourth yeah. issue. Cool. 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 Oh, someone's getting a bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> um. And how did you find? find out about Bones originally? Well, I've been a fan of Bones since the start, Yeah. Um, and I was originally, I, I emailed Erin back ages ago mm. um, saying, hey, I've been wanting to write for Bones, um, and then I, I went down and I sat down and did some writing, and I'm like, wow, this is dreadful. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll just work on this over the summer. And then get back to her. Yeah. And then, cool. like, ten, ten, uh, ten magazines later, <laughs> I, I met 
I met Erin again at um, the the Jagger X Lines and Astro Children oh, show. Oh, cool! Co-op. Yeah, nice. And we arrived fashionably early because they changed the time on us. Um, <laughs> We've all been there. We've all been there. So we were standing outside for a while, and um, she recognised me, and we had a yarn. And then that night, I'm like, "Well, I've written a bunch of stuff. I don't hate it. Here you go." That's awesome. That is awesome. So for a, quite a while, you were a voyeur of bones. I was. Yeah, and and how how do I articulate this? How did it feel to be outside and kind of wanting to be let in by getting a work published? Was that difficult for you? I'm trying to relate this back to people who might be listening who may also enjoy bones and haven't contributed something yet. I would say if you haven't contributed something, your work is probably better than you think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, because especially, like, the first thing I sent in, um, it was it was that crying thing from yeah. a while ago. And everyone really liked that. And I'm like, I spent a few hours on this. I didn't think it was that good. Mm. So it, it was like, wow, people actually enjoy this? Yeah. Blew my mind. Yeah, I think Bones caters to a really large audience as well. So no matter what you're passionate about, there's probably going to be someone who reads it. Also, Erin is very open-minded to whatever kind of topic and format that you want to contribute in. I think this Bones is a really good example of that because, can I just say, we have quite a few things going on in Bones. Just to go right to the front cover, um, Saskia Rushton Green has illustrated this is issue 13 for early June 2018. Um, Saskia Rushton Green was the artist who illustrated the the infamous critic front cover for the menstruation issue. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm not going to explain it on here now. We spent almost a whole show talking about it, and I'm tired. This I don't want to do it anymore. This is Bones time. This isn't. This critic. is Bones time. This is deboned. Um, but she now famous because I mean her work's been shown in the Guardian and like yeah, BBC News. Actually, yeah. So she's. International artist, artist <laughs> Russian Green. Um, she has illustrated the front cover with some sort of amorphous being uh, eating chicken. <laughs> I don't know. It's a bones thing. I like it. It's pretty pretty cool. Um, so just to let you know, you can also contribute your art to Bones Magazine. It doesn't just have to be your words. So if you email bones at r1.co.nz, you can contribute whatever you like. And Erin will love to have an email from you because we always love to have new people coming in and contributing their stuff but in this and there's a lot of content in this issue as well which was quite cool to see it's all been kind of jammed in and made but it looks like a piece of like abstract cubist art which is quite cool um we have a whole bunch of poetry which we don't usually get in bones i think we have four poems in this bones four yeah we've got four poems which is quite interesting um a couple we've got one from Eliana who was on the show um, a couple of weeks ago called Make a List um, and she contributes poetry almost every Bones magazine consistently good as well Um, Lisa Blakey talks a wee bit about stress and how everyone's own happiness is far more important than anything else and it was quite it was quite a good thing to mention because I think we all get carried away as university students with the weight of expectation Um, and we don't really think about what we actually enjoy doing so that was really cool to hear what she had to say about that she's always very relatable Lisa she's writing the relatable stuff it's good Um, a new contributor I mean not if you read other publications around Dunedin but um, a new contributor to Bones is um, Zoe this is a really cool, like, Greek surname, and I feel like I'm going to butcher it. Tap, 
Tapticlus. How would we say? That sounds right. that sounds sounds right. good enough to me. Yeah, great. Yeah. Hames. Dash Hames. She's got two of them. She's so cool she's got two last names. <laughs> um, she has contributed a really cool poem as well. Um, Pippi, who contributed a short story to the last issue of Bones, has contributed this really interesting and thoughtful piece. And this very much reminds me, I'm not sure if she's a sociology student, but Soci 102, which I did last year, or 104, I don't know, one of the even numbers, I can't remember. Um, you know, like Goffman talks a yeah, lot about... Irvin Goffman. Irvin Goffman. Yeah. <laughs> talks about you like your backstage and your front stage yeah. and which face you put on that to talk to exactly people. That was exactly what I was thinking. Is I that was, what you thought as well? Yeah, I, I, I was like, I don't know if she's a Mifco student or not, but we had to write an essay about this exact thing. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and it kind of I couldn't I couldn't not look at it through the lens of a Mifco student, yeah, but I thought it was really interesting. Yeah, it's all about um, how you can present different different versions of yourself or different personas depending on what context um, you're met with in terms of work or people that know you or people that you trust. Um, that's always interesting to hear someone talk about it because we literally all do it. But a thing with bones is that a lot of people talk about the topics that we don't talk about and we kind of tend to sidestep around so that's another one um, which is a really cool A nice way to put it would be Bones is behind the mask Bones Ooh. is behind the mask and li- Bones are literally behind the mask because they're beneath the skin mm. if, you're, if you're in the studio right now you can see me like mm. <laughs> pulling, pulling the skin out from my face um, we have yeah a couple more poems a really cool poem about Robbie Burns the Robbie yes, Burns statue in the octagon poem. yeah that was fantastic and there's, um, there's one other poem by um, the woman herself who's talking to you right now and so I'm going to talk about it I'm going to talk about herself because I like talking about Wave thank you um, <laughs> you take over thanks <laughs> bye, bye. Um, it's a poem about crushes but it's the Molina for crushes which is Otatahi and it's great, and Wave even uses like Maori terms at the beginning of it and explains them on the side, and they're very accurate, I think, in what she's trying to portray, but she talks about um, your experiences in Christchurch. Why, how can you write about this? What was your... Um, sorry, this is a little bit more serious than what we've been talking about, and I, this is the first quite serious piece, maybe, that I've contributed to this magazine after last deboned. I said, I don't like to contribute seriously. <laughs> Here I am, the hypocrite herself. Prove yourself. <laughs> um... Yeah, so this poem came about because I've visited Christchurch twice in my life. Um, and both times that I've visited the city, I've had really negative experiences or I was visiting the city for some other quite emotional and sad reason to be there. Um, and that has therefore transformed into this negative stigma that I have surrounding the city which is not fair on the city itself it was um, you know it was manifested from some external um, external personal reason that was to do with the people and not the city and the land itself that lies within um, Ototahi Christchurch so I was struggling with the fact that when people will bring up Christchurch in conversation or if we're talking about Christchurch, I just am, I'm really negative about it and I felt that's really unfair on the city because there's nothing wrong with it. You know, that is my own issue that I have because of the two experiences that I've had there. Um, so this poem was sort of a reconciliation with the city. I'm sorry, it's like serious, dumb stuff no, that we're talking cool. about. Um, but... 
yeah, it was like a reconciliation, a kind of olive branch to say, mm-hmm. you know, it's not the land's fault um, or the city or the people as a collective. It was the result of two external experiences I had with separate people um, that shaped my view, but it's not fair. You know, it's not fair for me to, to be negative about the city because of what I experienced. Um, that, that we mold, at the end of the poem, which is a great poem, by the way, and when you, it comes out tomorrow, hopefully, you should all come and read it. You can read it if you article, want to. So great. <laughs> <laughs> if you have to, you can read yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but Wave ends all of it with like quite a literal olive branch, even in like the structure of the poem, there's like a little extra bit on the bottom right. <laughs> and it's like a little multi-verse talking about the land. Do you want to talk? It's a whakatoki, so it's um, a, a Maori proverb. Uh, which roughly translates as to rest on human support is unreliable, but to rest on the land is sure. And um, it's, I study Māori studies at Otago Uni, if that <laughs> is not apparent to anyone listening, um, and have yeah recently found out about some ancestry. It's cool. It's all this personal stuff going on. Yeah. It's great. It's, it's awesome. just a whole mix of these things. 164th Cherokee, you can bet. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... I learnt about these, um, the whakatoki is really important, you usually have one that really resonates with you and um, you use it in your mihi, which is your introduction if you're introducing yourself to other people of Māori descent um, or in a Māori language speaking environment. Uh, So this one, when I heard it in class one day, it really resonated with me and I was like, why does that resonate? Because that's the way I feel about something (laughs) and it's the way I felt about Christchurch. I mean, you could apply this to any other piece of land. Maybe you went to Sydney one time for your grandmother's funeral and that's the only time you've ever been to Sydney and you associate Sydney with the sadness from the funeral. Do you have any thoughts on this, Wyatt, by the way? Well, I would just like to point out that I... Um, I'm I'm not a smart person. I did not remember that Springfield was a real place. So <laughs> I was looking at this through the lens of Springfield from The Simpsons as wow. as a fictional place to Winchester to a, to a real place. Yeah. And I was thinking about this poem from a very different angle. And then That's cool. I was remembering, wait, Springfield is a real place. Yeah. Um, but I thought that that was interesting and that I would mention that. Um, That's really so good. I love this. To could hear apply that. to anywhere. Yeah. Like um, I I love Christchurch. Um, my sister lives in Christchurch, and I love visiting her. Yeah. Um, so every experience I have with Christchurch is positive, and I love the vibe of the city. Fantastic. And how they re- rebuilt everything, mm. um, and everything in this can just be applied to anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. totally, um, totally. And I'd like people to apply it to yeah. other places when they read it, because of course people have great experiences. I'd love to have a great experience of Christchurch, <laughs> which is what I'm wanting through this, right? Um, but thank you for bringing that up, because I realise poetry is um, intensely metaphorical, but the the verse that you just mentioned, Springfield and Winchester are two literal streets in Christchurch where two sad things happened. So, two very different things. Um, so when the line says a process unfolds from Springfield to Winchester, it's actually tracing a map of where um, the events happened within the city. Not that's, strange Simpsons reference. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I love that I you... Like that my Simpsons. English I really teachers like would be very disappointed in me right it's now. That's a MIFCO student. That's <laughs> a MIFCO student over there. I'm sure Paul Ramaker is very proud of you. So <laughs> <he is. laughs> oh, that's fantastic. And I mean, yeah, if anyone... 
it does have that kind of Māori influence as well because of um, my emphasis on not blaming the land itself uh, and that has nothing to do with the city or the people that is um, something I you could say more spiritual or, or something that I believe in more than other people may and that's cool um, and yeah, I actually didn't write the translations to be published, but I wrote them to Erin to let her know that I wasn't oh, really? crazy um, and that there are actual <laughs> English translations. Um, and she put them on the side, which was actually really good of her. It was she, very helpful. Was it helpful? Yes. Because <laughs> um, Otakaro is the River Avon, but no one ever calls it that. So I that was. I in primary school, mate. Did you? Oh, because you grew up in Christchurch. <laughs> I, I did refer to the, uh, to the key several times. Um, just check what I was, what the words meant. That's fantastic. <laughs> I'm stoked. Nice. No, that's really cool. And yeah, just uh, have a read and perhaps, because of course, uh, when you read, I don't know if you guys felt this way when you read it, but it doesn't immediately come across as what I've just explained it to be. I just had to, exp- you know, once it's explained, it makes but sense. But that's any poem, really. Yeah. yeah exactly. Any poem is, you're going to read it several times and it's going to come out different every time. Yeah. No, that's that's great. Yeah, you um, could read like Pablo Neruda when he talks about cherry trees and romance, and you could think he was a horticulturalist. Like, <laughs> that's at that true. point, it's just you know you have to. That's read so true. Uh, yeah, so maybe if you were listening to this segment and you pick up a Bones magazine tomorrow, which you should do, which you will do. <laughs> there <laughs> yeah. are no options. No you will choice. be picking one up. <laughs> um, yeah, a couple of other really cool. I am surprised, and why we talked about this outside of Radio One times. Um, we thought there would be more content surrounding the critic controversy. Did yes. we not? Hmm. We we suspected a good forty percent. I believe it was. It was a good forty. Wow. I'm glad you remembered that. <laughs> um, and really, there was was there just Millie? Just the one. And yeah. The brief editor comment. Yes. Yeah. But, true. Um, I was shocked. I maybe everyone thought the same as us and decided to to specifically not write. A yeah. Part, yeah. A critic. But yeah, I mean, I just had enough of it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd had enough of it. In a way, it. it's a way of acknowledging the issue by not talking like about the controversy. Yeah, and, and I think solved to a certain degree. If you've read Critic this week, the censorship issue, mm. um, all of Critic is about Critic this week and yeah. all of Critic is about the controversy this week so that we don't need a, in my opinion in my opinion yeah. this isn't the editor's opinion or anything um, in my opinion we didn't need another publication to be covering the same topics that were really well yeah. and thoroughly covered um, in the more widely um, circulated magazine within the university but I'm really glad that Millie did write about it because I would also be concerned if no one had written about it. Yes. Would you have been concerned? I would have been slightly if no one had acknowledged it. I would have been shocked because I expected s- several people to. Yeah. I mean, it's a predominantly female contributor pool. That's another thing, Wyatt, and this is not to, to pin you in any sort of way, but do you? F- um, how do you feel being one of the few male contributors and this isn't saying, by the way, you can contribute to Bones whatever gender. Just happened to fall into place this way. Um, I got to say, I was I was kind of intimidated. Um, it was especially because I'm just a I'm I'm just a boring white guy. Um, <laughs> I didn't really have much to say because a lot of people talk about um, how they feel in Bones, and. A lot of what I have to say is, like, none of it is particularly about being oppressed in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, w- I, it almost felt like I was trying to fit in with a crowd. Right. Turns yeah. out, 
Just write whatever you want. Yeah, you can literally write about dogs. Just write about dogs and everyone will love it. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's that's really nice to hear. And we do have a few more male contributors coming through and their pieces are, are just as valued as females. It just happened to be there were a lot of females to start off with um, as Erin had some of her friends contributing and she was contributing some of the content herself as well when Bones was first starting up. But now it seems we almost have an excess of content, which is really cool to see. I mean, a lot of the time you can just skip the author's name and you, you can... Like it doesn't matter w- w- what gender they are, yeah. Because if you're just flicking through, you're not really gonna pay attention a lot of the time. No, people aren't gonna focus on this. No, not at all. Yeah, and that's the way it should be. Yeah, and that's the sign of a good article or book. Exactly, like, a book you'll read and you won't know what gender the character is for a long time. And yeah, you sign, true. You can create a picture, and then you learn something about yourself if you assign a male gender to that character you pick. Two Mifco students across the, <laughs> across the way from We've me. We've been trained well. Shout <laughs> out to Rosemary. <laughs> you know she listens to this as well because she's a big Bones fan. She, she sent out a mass group yeah, email in the yeah, early well, stages. That's how I found out about it. Is that it? how you found out about well, it? She cool. also mentioned it in the lecture. Yeah. Um, at the start, she did mention that it was uh, predominantly about music, I think. And I emailed Erin, mm. I'm like, is it just about music or is it just anything? No, and I picked so up, many things. And I picked up the first issue, I think it was, which was Minus Two. Yeah. Had an article about horses. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I think Rosemary wasn't quite on the ball here. Um, <laughs> um, that, that article was called Outshone by Its Usefulness, yeah. which I then tried to pawn off a few issues later with Outshone by Its Uselessness. Was that you? Which was typed wrong, it and it just came out. <laughs> and it's not Erin's fault. I mean, she does this late at night, and she does it for free. You know, it's not her job to make sure everything is absolutely perfect but it came out it didn't make any sense because it looked like I'd just taken Rachel's title and chucked it onto mine about hybrid animals that was from a while ago I haven't had to think about that, that article that was a great I was like that was the article you wrote for me and I just lost it when I first read that it was really um, have you ever heard of a Zubron before Wyatt no what's a Zubron <laughs> It is a hybrid animal of two different types of cattle, uh, which is native to Poland. Not native, sorry, it was created in Poland. Um, I mentioned lots of hybrid animals. That was one I was I was just angry about, the fact that hybrid animals don't need to exist and they only exist because humans just want to see if they can. You know, yes, it's, it's a question of whether you should, not whether you can. Exactly. That's a total different tangent. Um, I also want to say Bones also publishes photo essays. We've had a few coming through at the moment. Um, poetry, uh, I mean, advertising is also taken in Bones. We've got an ad this week, which is beautiful. It, <laughs> it doesn't really beautiful. look like an ad. It's very gorgeous. Keeping. Yeah, definitely. Um, it was designed at Point, which is where uh, this magazine is printed as well. Um, and then, of course, there is the done page at the back. Okay, we're going to have to wrap up this segment, but I want all of us to say what our favourite thing is from the done page. Go, have a look. Uh, it's okay, I already have one, yeah. so I can I can get it while you guys are having a look. My favourite one is, <laughs> she wrote, sanitary pad? Question mark. Surely you could use both as a sanitary pad. Um, I found mine. Can you find yours? Uh, I'm a big fan of Swap It for Chicken. Ooh. Swap um, It for Chicken. It also relates to the cover. It does. It I does. think that's where it came from. I'm a big oh, fan yeah. of swapping it for chicken. Perhaps Saskia mentioned that and then Erin put it on the back. Yeah. And what's your favourite use? Draw vaginas on it. Yeah, like that. that's, that's what I like to hear. All right, Bones is coming out 
I think, tomorrow morning, Thursday morning, but you'll see it on all the social media platforms. You'll see it uh, on the Instagram and the Facebook and the Twitter. Hopefully you'll see it all over the place. You'll know to come up to the Radio 1 Towers. Come up between 9 and 5 any working day of the week. Grab yourself a copy of Bones. Have a wee look through and contribute, please. <laughs> Email <laughs> into bones at r1.co.nz if you're interested. You can also just talk to Erin and, and p- you can pitch ideas if you're not confident in writing a whole piece before you submit it. Um, but we love to see new contributors coming through. Thanks for joining us, Wyatt. It's been Thanks a pleasure. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Yeah, was you're welcome. We talked about dogs. And I poems. am happy to talk about dogs any time <laughs> <you like. laughs> It's a new segment on Wednesday Drive where we just talk about dogs, dogs. <laughs> all of the time. Oh, <laughs>